You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 138 and I am speaking with Andy Cabasso from Postarga. Andy, welcome to the show. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. No worries. You're a repeat guest. Uh, you've been right. on Agency Highway quite... Oh, geez. I don't know what episode it was. It was quite a long time ago now uh, talking about it, SEO, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a minute ago for sure. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm hoping to get another... Uh, punch in my card and if I come back a few more times maybe I'll get a free sandwich or something so looking forward to it yeah absolutely actually is that episode 122 I feel like it was longer ago than that but yeah there you go man it's uh feels like a long time ago I guess I'm like stressing out too much with uh COVID and all that and and times really just become a I don't know concept that I don't understand anymore anyway we we are talking hiring today this is a really really awesome topic i'm so glad you reached out to me to, to talk about your um, hiring process because i mean i think when you get it right it's amazing because obviously hiring the right people is just game changing right you'd agree mm-hmm. yeah well once i kind of figured out this formula that worked really well for me i couldn't stop but tell everyone that i knew about it that i that i knew that was interested in you know, like hiring and automation and everything like that. And so I, I just told as many people as I could, like, yo, look what I found out. I just saved myself a ton of time and saved a lot of pain because, you know, hiring can be so time intensive mm-hmm. and finding some nice shortcuts that got me really good candidates without me having to spend so much time and effort to weed through all of that. Um, I just wanted to tell all my friends, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent on board with that feeling because, you know, we've got people in place now like uh, Julio on support for content snare and Marina mm-hmm. who helps me with marketing and, uh, you know, VA Bernie who will edit this, uh, this podcast and, and all our developers, they are honestly just amazing. And it took me quite a while to realize how different it can be. Cause I, I talk to a lot of people who hire and, a lot of them have terrible experiences, right? They end up with someone that's not an ideal mm-hmm. fit and they feel like hiring is too hard and they end up with the wrong people and they have to like spoon feed them tasks. But if you get the right person, ah, oh, man, yeah. it is just such a nice feeling and like relaxing in a way, you know, and, and every, every agency owner can understand just that feeling of just having more shit to do all the time. And <laughs> And then like, if you have to spoon feed someone that you hire or you have to, you feel like you have to watch over everything they do. I mean, that can be a you problem, mm-hmm. obviously it can be. A right. You, but, right. but if you it, find, sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in the beginning, I, I, whenever I have a new hire, there's always a, a ramp up period where I have to acknowledge that it's going to take some time to get them trained up on our processes. Um, having extensive SOPs and documentation and videos and things like that really help to get your new team members onboarded. So they don't need to, like you, you don't need to walk them through everything necessarily, mm-hmm. but like 
acknowledging that it's going to take some time and they're not going to be fully contributing on day one um, is important to at least recognize that. And hopefully by a month or two, depending on what the role is, uh, they'll be you know, fully onboarded and contributing and you'll be feeling like, okay, great. Uh, they're paying their salary. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess we can probably circle back to that because I'm thinking we should do this chronologically, like start from where we, <laughs> where we go to look for people and how, and how we, you know, where to even sure. start. Right. Cause that's where a lot of people are going to be asking. Um, cause I got, I got, oh, man, mm-hmm. I can't wait to just riff with you about this, uh, because you know, it's something I'm quite passionate about. In fact, I was thinking about yeah. this literally the first blog post I ever wrote for the content snare blog was about how we hired our VA. It was just our process uh, <laughs> on how we hired. So, and that was on, oh, damn it. So I, I don't know when it was. This is the last update rather than <laughs> we changed it for SEO reasons. We say last uh, update yeah, rather course. than when it was published. Uh, October, 2016 is when it went live. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's been, uh, yeah, let, let's, let's start from the beginning. Andy. So, what do you think is number one? Like, where do you start when you are going to hire someone? So it really, for, for me, at least it depends on what the role is. Cause I found that like some places are better for finding people than others. Um, I have, there are a few boards that I know that like colleagues and, and friends swear by, uh, for me, like a few places that I look, uh, generally one place I go to is Upwork. Um, for a variety of roles, uh, in part because you know you get a, a lot of applicants, uh, but also you can um, like you, you get a, a lot of applicants of varying qualities. You can also you know sort by location where it is that you're looking to hire people from, and uh, also filter by skill level. Uh, and yeah, like it's typically one of the first places I go when when looking for, mm. for people. For VAs, uh, one site that I like a lot is onlinejobs.ph. Boom, there it is. I was going to say, like, we're, we're a little, so one thing you kind of touched on it briefly there, you said it depends on the role. And I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I might uh, argue with you a little bit here. Well, I'm pretty sure you're going to agree, but the first Please. place is deciding the role and writing about mm. the job description of who you want to hire, right? Well, see, that that's what I've sure. started doing now. I used to do the same, just go to Upwork and start looking for writers or whatever the hell I wanted to hire. Mm-hmm. But my new process is actually just writing out everything, like literally like a list of tasks that I want them to do and then going, okay, well, these things aren't really related. That's not something I don't, I shouldn't expect a content writer to do graphic design. So take that off the list. Uh, and then right. crafting the role and then writing the job description. I think that, and the reason I just wanted to focus on that is because I, yeah. I find it makes such a big difference in the applicants you get. If it if you mm-hmm. pose like your company as somewhere that actually sounds awesome to work, then you get better applicants. And that, that was the biggest mind, the biggest sure. change for me is when I noticed like people being like, like almost saying, God, I really want to, like they'd say this, this, and this in your job mm-hmm. description. I really want to work there because of that, man. Well, now I want to see what your job descriptions look like. <laughs> I'm totally happy to share that. I might even link it up in the show notes, which will be at agencyhighway.com slash what episode are we on? 138. Is that what I said? Yep. Uh, 138. Uh, so oh, yeah, yeah, like for sure. That, would- well, that's one thing that I've, I've seen like that I've, I know is a, 
a, a trap that some people fall into, you know, like when, especially when hiring for like marketing roles. And you know, marketing is pretty broad. There are a lot of different things you can do in marketing, from content to on-site SEO, technical SEO, off-page, uh, but also you know, like social media. There's like so many different skills in marketing. I didn't even talk about paid search or anything like that, but uh, I know when a lot of people are making their early hires, they want to hire one person who has a wide skill set and can do all of it. And typically what I think works best is uh, crafting a very narrow job description, like to handle very specific tasks, like you're saying, uh, because you're going to find better skilled people at that specific role. Um, Like, I know a lot of, you know, solo founders, like, especially if they're like making, this is the first hire you're making, you want basically to try and replicate yourself. <laughs> and you're like, all right, great. I, w- I wish I had another me who can just do all these wide variety of things, but you're hiring someone who's going to end up reporting to you. Um, and you're going, uh, and you're going to want to, you know, manage their work product to some degree. Uh, so I found that having a, a narrow role for, for hires is kind of tends to work best. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said there, everyone always wants to hire a mini mini me, mini themselves. Yeah. It's just not going to happen, right? It, you, you can find them, um, but they're not a, generally not going to be a VA. This is like a COO. You're looking for a like a mm-hmm. COO type role, CMO for marketing. But even that, you know, one's operations, sure. one's marketing. It's still, you know, you can, that that's kind of basically what I do, right? It's somewhere between COO and CMO. That's basically my role at Content Snare. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll replace me eventually with two roles. Uh, it's not going to be, yeah, and then there's going to be lots of people underneath that do things like customer support and whatever. And, you know, that that was a huge difference. I 100% yeah. on board with you there that it's got to be a, a narrow focus. Um, a VA, I find, can be quite broad mm-hmm. as long as they're very process-oriented tasks. You know, like mm-hmm. Bernie, who's going to edit this up. She does all kinds of things. She's putting blogs on our WordPress. You know, she converts Google Docs into WordPress. That That's a process mm-hmm. we've created. Uh, she is trimming the audio of this podcast and top and tailing it, uh, you know, putting the, the audio on the start and the end and and cutting out any mistakes we make. If normally we don't really edit that much at all, but, you know, she does the audio editing and, and then publishes that on WordPress. She's doing uh, like Facebook group accepts, you know, to bring and then getting mm-hmm. email addresses and putting them in our um, CRM and that kind of stuff. Like, you know, anything that can be a process, I feel like is broad. But it's mm-hmm. when there's like skilled work, like if you want a VA that's going to do graphic design and like build a plugin for your website, sure. that's not going to happen. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, yeah, even like b- before I, I'll ever onboard a new person, I need to have processes and documentation for what their day-to-day is going to be like, because otherwise... Like they're otherwise they're going to have a ton of questions. They're going to come be coming back to me. I may not have thought of something, and I we need to go a lot, a lot back and forth, and it just takes a lot of time to get us to the point where everything is running smoothly. But having having the processes and knowing like here's our checklist of what we need to do every time for this specific task, it, it's something that we can be accountable to, and so we can have metrics for it, and we can you know set goals. Yeah. Otherwise everything is kind of all over the place. Yeah. And, and for the most part for VAs, that's like, that's absolutely true. I guess, um, you know, there, it is, I just want to highlight that it is possible yeah. to 
get people that you don't need processes for and get people to create mm. processes. Those people exist and we've found them yeah. recently, but they're not generally what the, the standard kind of VA that people are looking for. That's, you know, like you're almost going to hire, you know, someone that's in your same country or, you know, a similar country and they're the what like, uh, you know, that's not true. Like, you know, our support, um, Julio on support is from Mexico and he is just amazing. Like he, he's able to write processes. He started writing Zapier recipes for me without like, you know, he suggested it. So there are people out there that will absolutely just the go-getters, you know, um, but it is extremely hard to find them. <laughs> I think, I think for, for the most part, for a first hire, a VA that can follow processes is definitely simpler. Uh, it's a, a simpler um, hiring process. Um, now, I'd sure. like to get your thoughts on hiring style. So especially given, you know, if you're hiring for a specific skilled thing, you know, whether it's like graphic design or uh, web development, mm-hmm. you might not have enough work for full-time. So how, how do you think about full-time, part-time, casual? How do you typically hire? So, yeah, it very much depends on the role and what it is that I, I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. like uh, with content, for example, um, it, you know, it very much depends on my pipeline. And so for content, I typically hire freelancers and I assign them projects as they come. And as we have content that, that needs writing, um, for other members of our team that are focused on uh, things like that are more service oriented for clients, well, those I hire full time people. Um, same for marketing, um, for things like graphics, also tends to be freelancer, like as needed kind of work. Yeah, um, yeah it, it very much varies by the role. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, I found so, like with, with VAs, like a generalist kind mm-hmm. of VA, I think. Um, you know, to do like the one like uh, Bernie who I was talking about before that does lots of things. I've always been a big fan of full time because then they mm-hmm. they don't have other conflicting priorities with other businesses who want everything from them today. You know, if, if you've got someone that sure. just works for you, as long as you can afford it, um, you know, and obviously, uh, what's the word uh, when you, oh my God, arbitrage, you know, obviously some <laughs> countries are cheaper, like labor arbitrage. So, so if you can afford to pay someone full-time in another country, I think that's a really good place to start. Um, even if you can't fill up their time immediately, mm. um, just because, you know, everyone's got horror stories about VAs disappearing or whatever. And honestly, since we started hiring full-time, it just hasn't mm. happened. Not once. Um, gotcha. I, I, so for, for VAs in particular that I've hired, I've, uh, I only generally hire them full-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what my onboarding process is, is, uh, typically what I do is I'll hire a, f- a few people at once as a, for a initial yeah. project to test them all out and see like, all right, who's the, who completed this project the best in the least amount of time with the least amount of instruction required. Um, mm. that's the person I'm going to bring on full time. And so after yeah. I've done this initial test, then I bring on the, bring on the, the higher full time. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. So you've, uh, you mentioned that you've had, you've heard stories about, I, I, I've heard mm. in general that like, sometimes like people like that uh, hires can like just wander off or mm. uh, go missing. We had a guy went into the mountains. He, he, he vanished for a week in the middle of like a big web design project. And I was like, where you been? He's like, Oh, I went into the mountains. Didn't have internet. I was like, what? Like we didn't even talk about that, you know, but obviously that was oh. a hiring process. We, I wasn't very good at it then, but um. <laughs> 
you know, so so right now, just for anyone curious, I mean, we have full time. So Ber- like Bernie's full time. I think um, Julio's just gone full time, but he was part time for a long time, permanent part time. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I like the idea of giving people stability. So saying, you know, 20 hours a week mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Uh, so it's not full time, but they do have an allocated amount of time. They're going to get the same amount of money from you every week. Uh, so I, I like that rather than casual works too. We, we, we pay several of our people by the hour, but it's they pretty much work full time as well, all mm-hmm. our developers. So like 100% that it depends on the role. I just like, if you can get someone who's embedded in your business, not across several businesses, I think it's just a much better spot to be in. Right, for sure. Mm. So, okay, so we've got our job post. We've, we've decided what kind of role we're hiring. Now, is it, so Upwork and online jobs, are they the two that you mostly use? Those are the two that I go to. Um, I've used other uh, platforms for content writers. I think it was Pro Blogger that I've used in the past, mm-hmm. um, and it was fine. Um, no strong feelings, positive or negatively, about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the longest time, like until someone introduced me to OnlineJobs.ph, I was doing Upwork nearly exclusively. Um, yeah. Do you have any other platforms that you like I in do. particular? I do, yeah. But I, so, like, Bernie actually came from onlinejobs.ph. And when we had a web design agency, every single person we hired, bar one, came from there. So, obviously, that's, yeah. I assume it's still all Philippines um, VAs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, .ph, but I thought maybe they could have branched out by now. But yeah, onlinejobs.ph has been a go to for many people for many years, probably a decade yeah. at this point. Um, and, yeah, so that, that's for generally more like full-time hires. Um, and yeah, we've got like web developers and that's where we got a lot of our, you know, maintenance people when we had an agency. Pretty much all my team came from there, you know, and I even went to the Philippines once and met them all and went on a boat ride. It was amazing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really good to, you know, meet people in your team in real life, even though right now that's super difficult. So um, yeah, Upwork, I feel like I went off for quite a while. Uh, I think for a long while it was just crap or it was very hard to find good people, but I think it's come back now. And I know a lot of people having success with it. We've managed to find good people there too. I find the rates tend to be a little higher. Generally depends what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, for remote employees, which I know that's pretty much everyone now, but like the, what, what we've yeah. had a lot of success with is our dynamite jobs. Ooh, yeah. I, that was that's one that I've heard I've heard a lot of good things from like friends and colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, Dynamite Jobs I've heard just a ton of good things about. I have never used it personally. It's maybe on my list for the future, but yeah, yeah so, I've, I've heard so tons of good things about full it. Full transparency: I'm a member of Dynamite Circle, which is the the same guys that made that made a community of online entrepreneurs, basically. Mm. And so I get to use it for free. Um, but a hundred percent, if I had to pay for it, I would pay for it because that's where we've got our best candidates from to date. And and I just want to also yeah highlight pro blogger jobs mm. that you mentioned. Uh, that's yeah. a very a very much a go to good go to place for writers that I know a lot of people have success with. I would say, and this is com- this is like an N equals one study, so it doesn't mean yeah. shit really. <laughs> but I put a writing post on um, Pro Blogger Jobs and on Dynamite Jobs, uh, almost the exact same thing, and I got um, a lot more. I would say I got better candidates from from Dynamite actually from Dynamite Jobs. Interesting. All right, good um, to know. Yeah, but I mean, I could have just got unlucky with that one post um, <laughs> on Pro Blogger Jobs because I know a lot of people use it. 
So, yeah, and and I guess if anyone, for our developers, that's a really hard one. I don't use any job boards. We, we found a couple of people from Upwork, but um, generally now we go to hiring companies in like Ukraine or um, Russia and they source the people for us. So I think trust shoring is one of the ones we've used in the past. Um, and otherwise we get us for referrals because if you've got good developers, they are probably going to local meetups and stuff and they might know other people. So referrals are a great way to hire. But obviously you've got to get your foot in the door. Sure. Taking notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know the main thing you wanted to talk about was your process. And I just thought I'd like to cover all this stuff before we even get to the process. Because um, there's so much stuff. I'm, you know, I'm being a terrible host here and just doing all the talking, but this is where I basically want to hand over to you because uh, yeah, you've created an amazing process for once you start getting applicants. And this is where we start, right? This is the next phase. We've got our job post up. Applicants are coming in. The bit that I dread the most is going through a mm. hundred plus applications and filtering them and then saying no to people. Cause I hate saying no. Yeah. Tell me how to do that better, um, Andy. <laughs> all right. How to do that better. So, uh, so I, I had this problem, which was that like, I was getting like, well, I guess a good problem to having that I got a lot of applicants, but like for some things like uh, a content writer, I, in a week, I got 80 candidates, uh, all giving me their resumes and, uh, writing samples. And like, it was like, I'm, my inbox is just flooded. And as someone who aspires for inbox zero, but never quite gets it, um, <laughs> this was torture. Oh, um, man. still very, yeah, um, every every time that you tweet about hitting inbox zero, I just have this pang of jealousy. Um, uh, I I dipped below a hundred today, so that was good. I was gonna I was gonna tweet you yesterday uh, because normally I only ever hit inbox zero on Fridays, and yesterday mm-hmm. I hit inbox one, and it was the email I had from you, uh, and ah. I just I didn't have a chance to finish it off before the end of the day, and I was just about to screenshot it and send it to you. I was like, God damn you, Andy. <laughs> Good, good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. That's that. I'm really happy. Thank you. Um, <laughs> All right. So, how do you yeah. fix that? Because I know that exact problem, man. When you get like the Upwork emails, when it's like with the brackets, oh, like 88 for next sure. To the thing you've got 88 people. Oh God. Yeah, and then you have to like sift through them, read the, read everyone's bios and their resumes, and like, how can you better filter? Because there are a lot of candidates that, you know, like if you actually like review the resume, like, okay, they don't meet, meet these exact qualifications that I'm looking for. So what I did is I basically create a screener questionnaire. I use, so with automation. Uh, so what I, the first thing I do is I set up a Google form. Um, I'm sure you might be able to use any other type of form tool or whatever. Yeah, but the important thing is just just to interject there, we use Airtable views uh, like a form so it comes straight sure. into an Airtable. Yeah. Do you manage WordPress sites for your clients? If so, you should probably check out WP Remote. It's a central platform to manage all of your sites in one place. That includes security, malware, uptime monitoring, and it's even got a built-in staging system. But my favorite feature is the visual regression system that will give you an alert if something breaks on an update so you can get in there and fix it. 
It was created by the same people behind BlogVault and Melcare. Now, BlogVault is one of the best backup plugins I've used, and it's also trusted by some of the biggest WP maintenance agencies out there like GoWP, WP Buffs, WP Valet. So if these guys rely on it, you know it's rock solid. You can try WP Remote for free and get 10% off any of the paid offerings by going to wpremote.com highway. Now let's get back to the show. Perfect. So yeah. Airtable, anything, as long as it has an integration with Zapier, that's the important thing, really. Um, so I use a Google, I use a Google form. I have a few questions on it. Um, basically all the information that I would want from the candidate. So I get their name, their email. Uh, I ask for a, uh, a link either via Google Drive or Dropbox to their resume. Um, uh, one nice thing about this is like this task in and of itself helps weed out people who are not as technical. Yep. Um, Perfect. Love it. I love little and, things like that. Like little questions yeah. that you can use to weed out people are probably the most important part of this to me. Like it's just, it's helped so much. <laughs> For sure. And then I have some questions that have like a yes or no answer where where like where one of the answers would be disqualifying. So like you might have a question like, um, do you have experience with uh, SEO? Yes or no? Um, and if they answer no, then that would be disqualifying. Um, if you're particularly looking for people with a certain amount of years of experience, even like you could have a question that's uh, how many years of experience with SEO do you have? And it could be a number. And the, what we're going to be able to do later is filter out people who have who give you a number that's lower than the number that you set. Mm -hmm. um, you can have other questions where, like, for example, one thing that I did was uh, when I was looking for a VA for um, one, one who is experienced with doing cold outreach, I asked, uh, are you familiar with any of, have you used any of these tools? And I like list tools like Ahrefs or SEMrush, um, as well as Postaga. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they if they haven't checked any of the tools in in certain categories, then they don't make it to the next round. Uh, but if they like have used certain tools, if they if they uh, meet all these like requirements, like if they uh, answer all these questions, then great. Then they're going to make it. Basically, they're going to make it to the next step. Mm. And so, after I've got this Google form all set, I I uh, if you um, at least in Google Forms, if you can turn the results into or responses into a spreadsheet, uh, into a Google sheet. Um, and then you save the form and then in your actual job description that you're posting, you have uh, a line that says to apply for this job, please go to this link and the link sends them to the form and they fill out the form and great. Uh, then, uh, using Zapier, what I do is I have a, a few steps to this process. One, the, the first step is there is a new form submission. So whether it's through Airtable or through my Google form, I've got a new form submission, great. Now, the next step, I add a filter. And what the, what the filter is going to do is I'm going to filter only responses that meet the criteria that I'm looking for. So to the a particular question, for example, uh, do you have experience with SEO? I'm going to filter it so I uh, only get people who say yes to this. And for how many years of experience, the number must be greater than two. Um, mm -hmm. And for like a, 
a checklist of have you used any of these tools? There must be at like one of these checked at least or something like yep. that. Or yeah. And then the next step after that is an email. And so the Zapier step being connecting to my Gmail, um, it's going to email the candidate saying, thank you for, uh, thank you for applying for this position. Uh, I have a few quick questions for you. And then they're just a couple of, you know, additional follow-up basic screening questions that you would, you know, ask any candidate that seems remotely qualified. And then when they reply, that's that reply will go to your regular email address and you'll have a qualified candidate there. If you want to get fancy, you could make it make like another spreadsheet entry for just qualified candidates. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to have that all in one place. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, you could have well a second as an option too. Instead of instead yeah. of asking the reply to email, you could get them to fill out a second form. I mean, it's obviously less personal, but I really like that because yeah. then like you basically turn it on and then you just wait for the emails to come in and you're going to have a lot more qualified ones than the, the 90 to 150 that you're probably going to get otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And then you can also, like to be fair, you can also have non-qualifying questions like a text lengthy answer or response, mm -hmm. like, tell me about your experience with this. And it can be like a paragraph that they can add, that, that, a paragraph that they could put in and you can have that data and you can be able mm -hmm. to refer to it if you end up, you know, interviewing that person to get yeah. more information on them. It doesn't just have to be screening questions that you're going to use to filter people out. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and it's not, I guess some, there's similarities to our process. Um, I yeah. am now after our last, second, third, fourth last hire. <laughs> mm. uh, Marina, our, our, she handles marketing and, and a bit of support, but um, she was our number one candidate by a mile. And mm. she had none of the qualifying experiences in anything. But she basically was like, I can learn She In her text answers, she said, I can learn anything and had the most amazing attitude and had done all this research on our company. And I was like, I don't know who this girl is. She says she doesn't have any of experience. Um, like she's super young. Um, you know, she probably like, of course she doesn't have it like five years of SEO experience. Mm -hmm. um, but her attitude was amazing. And it turns out that she is just an absolute A player. So now I'm a little bit nervous to just automatically uh, hmm. shut people down. However, um, there are other ways, right? So I am really big on open text answers and yeah. you could simply use a word count in those open texts, you know, as, as one of the qualifying things, because I, like I right. guarantee all our best candidates have always done some kind of research on us and have, you know, actually personalized their application and like, you know, anyone that's written like two or three words yeah. pretty much always is to fail. So we don't, sure. yeah. So what my process is just um, for, yeah. Uh, I guess to, to compare so people can have a couple of different ideas. I mean, pu putting all the um, applications into a spreadsheet is just amazing, right? Like that's, it's to me, it's so much easier to send people to a form rather than, especially like the Upwork application system, it sucks. Whereas if you've got a yeah. spreadsheet, you can see it all there. I like Airtable um, because I just dump everything into one sheet, right? And then I have my own columns that aren't part of the form. So people are, they answer a bunch of questions, I think, um, that's something I'd like to share with people too, because the, the questions we've used have just been amazing. Like, um, you know, we've done things like, I don't know, describe why you'd be a good fit, um, describe the audience you'll be writing for, if it's a writing position, anything else you'd mm -hmm. like to mention, um, 
link to three examples of your writing. Some people link to 10. And yeah. It's like an immediate no. Like if that's a qualification question right there or like that if they don't just follow the damn instructions, then no. Um, with support, we asked, why would you like to work here? Yeah. Um, describe what a content snare request is. So that required them to go to our website and find out what a request was, you know, so something that required a little bit of research. Hmm. And, and the way I did it then is I had everyone in a list, massive list. So it was the hundred plus applications, which sucked, but um, yeah. I would do a, like a first pass rating. Um, and I had a five star, I put a star column. You can do that in Airtable. Um, and then I just go through and look at those qualification questions and have a quick glance over what they wrote. And I, I think I'm actually going to change this to like a yes or a no. Because I've just, because mm-hmm. I always sit there, I'm like, oh, is this person a three-star or a four-star or whatever? And then I never go and talk to those people anyway, right? Because I'm reading a book sure. called The Essentialist at the moment. And it's all about like, if it isn't a hell yes, it's a no, right? And I, yeah. so that's kind of my new thing. I think I might just go through and do a yes, no on everyone. And all the people I pick no on can get that automatic rejection email. Cause you do that, right? You send them an automatic rejection. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. So like what you can do with filters, if they don't meet the filter, then mm. they get a rejection email. Yeah. You um, can basically say an air table. If you tick a box or you put a yes in Google sheets, you could say, if I put an N for or rejected in mm. the column, then send them the automatic rejection email. And so I you do want to like thing. take a, get on a soapbox here and for a second, it's a really nice thing to do to send people rejection letters. Um, even though like it sucks to do. Um, but like, I mean, if someone's taking the time to apply for the position, mm-hmm. um, I've, I, when I, I, when I've sent people rejections, I've gotten, uh, like just people like, like, just thank you. I appreciate you letting me know because I'm not going to this way. I don't have to keep following up with you and keep mm-hmm. wondering like, all right, I'm waiting on this to find out. And so um, if, yeah, if this person's taking the time to go through your gauntlet to yeah. <laughs> to be, be a candidate considered, please take the time to, even, whether it's automated or whatever mm-hmm. ever process, but just let them know that uh, they're, they're on the running. Yeah, that's a really good thing to say. I mean, I've been guilty of not doing that in the past, so I appreciate you saying that. I, um, yeah, in the past, I've definitely done that as well. And I, yeah, in the, my past few hires, I've just really tried to make sure that that's part of the process. Yeah, even, it's, a, it's a nice even though thing it to do. Takes more, yeah. I have had Maddie, I have had one angry guy reply before though and just like lose his mind and call me racist because of where he was from and all this shit. And I was like, oh. Okay, thank you for confirming that I made the right choice, you dickhead. Uh, he just lost his mind. Uh, and I was like, okay, yeah, you sounds like you would have been a great fit for our team. Anyway, um, that's just like a classic, just archive the email. <laughs> it's yeah. not even worth your time replying. But uh, yeah, so I really like that. I mean, you can do, there's so many different ways to skin this cat, but I like, you know, it, it, you if you've, if you want to do the method where you do read through all of them, uh, you know, obviously that's quite time consuming and I, I dread having to do it, but um, you know, I have caught some good people that way, but yeah, just having a little tick box, yes or no, and they're gone. Um, and then with Airtable, you can actually filter. So once you tick no, they obviously leave the view. So you can't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. So the same, you can do the same thing in Google Sheets. You could put a yes, no in a column, and then you use just filters on the columns to say, only give me the people who I've said yes to. And then you can, you know, do your screening questions, same same way you have sent the follow-up mm. questions or whatever. But I can tell you those screening questions for me have been, that's how I found the best people when they've actually heavy, mm. heavily personalized 
if you, you give them an opportunity, like I did there with like describe what a contest their request is or describe the audience you're writing mm-hmm. for, they have to read the, like a lot of people do that thing where it's like, finds the magic word that's in the, you know, or, or they put in the job description, um, make sure you mention the word banana in, in your thing to make sure people have read it. And everyone's trained mm-hmm. to find that now. I don't think that works because like they'll just mm-hmm. put banana followed by their like copy and paste answer. And that's a huge no-no for me. If there's no personalization, yeah. I can tell they've sent the same thing to everybody. For that's, sure. They're gone. I just thought of another thing that um, I worked at actually very well for me uh, with fi- like in terms of like where to find people. Um, one place to find people if you have the audience for it is your own communities. Um, I, I let, I let our, we have, I have a private Facebook community for Postdaga and, and I basically posted like, Hey, we're looking for uh, people experience with outreach to join our team. And I got a bunch of people who know my product and we're using it and we're looking for uh, a gig and, and it, really actually worked out. I ended up hiring two people that, that, uh, that connected with me through that. And it's been, mm. yeah, great so far. Awesome. I like that. That's a really good tip. Like, yeah, referrals are always like, especially like your current employees as well. You can ask them, you know, for, mm-hmm. if anyone they know is looking for a job. Hey, here's a question on the, uh, yeah. do you talk rate on like how much you're going to pay on the form or do you ask them to put in their expected rate? Uh, so in the past, I guess uh, I have, well, it's varied. Like in some, on some postings, I'll post like what the rate or the range is. Sometimes I've asked what your, like what your uh, salary expectations are in particular for content writing. I've, mm-hmm. I've had to do that because content is very broad. There are people who charge four cents a word and people who charge a dollar a word. Um, <laughs> and if you don't know who you're dealing with, um, then mm. you don't want to, you know, you don't want to waste people's time. Yeah. And it's a really hard one to balance, right? Like I, I've seen a lot of people who apply for jobs complaining that the people haven't advertised how much, and they go, go through all this time to apply. And then it turns out they were looking for someone that's way cheaper. Um, on the flip side, I feel like you, you don't almost don't want to be the person who says a number first. It's like classic sales, right? And right. And I feel like if I throw out a number or a range, that's going to encourage people on, you know, maybe bidding higher or something, or you know, like it's it's such a hard question, and I don't know the answer to this. That's mm-hmm. why I asked you. Currently, we ask for a desired salary in USD per month, um, yeah. and. For the most part, everyone's coming in a reasonable range. You know, a lot of writers will be around. We like it's it is a big range. Writers will go from like yeah. fifteen to sixty bucks an hour, um, mm-hmm. but a lot of people will come in within our range, and that's fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just I'd feel bad if someone's way out on the you know, I, and I totally get that they've spent some time applying, but yeah, this it's just a question I don't have an answer for. So all right, look, you've got. Your candidates, your, uh, you know, once you've done a couple of passes, that's what I do. I go and give, give everyone a rating and then then I've got like a little short list at the end. Mm-hmm. That's what you've done with your emails and auto-rejecting. So what, what what's next? Um, so one tip that I had gotten from, well, in particular from, from onlinejobs.ph was uh, have a few rounds of emails. And so I have I had a few email templates with basic questions 
um, some that like pertaining to the job, you know, kind of, uh, experience related, but also like, um, talking about like hours and things like that and availability. Um, and like, if, you know, people like pass these, the, like those rounds of screening questions and nearly everyone does, then like we move, like I'll do a interview on Skype basically. Mm. Uh, and, uh, I have a few questions, um, but uh, like then I just kind of go for, go from there and see yeah. and uh, just try like try to like it's it's one thing to be able to like write about the role and like write about the position, but like actually talking to someone, you get to like under like really understand their their expertise and like what they know about it. And so like mm-hmm. I can ask I can ask follow up questions like all right, so you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned this specifically about like coming up with content uh, ideas. Uh, you mentioned that you use uh, Hrefs. Can you talk, tell me about like what aspects of Hrefs you're using? What tool? Mm-hmm. What features do you use? And like I can ask follow ups, and that yep. it works a lot better than just back and forth via email. And so you get a really get a sense uh, of yeah. like the the like the extent of their experience because. Uh, I also had a lot of people on, on their application say things like, oh yeah, I have, I totally have experience doing this. And uh, they may have done it, they, they may have done it once or twice, but it wasn't like part of something that they did every week necessarily. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. So I like that idea. I've, um, I have not necessarily jumped on the call with everyone. I guess it depends how many you've got left, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's, it's generally like the final stage. Like I have like, yeah. So I have the, the questionnaire, uh, like two email rounds. And then like, if like, typically I try to make it. So it's like between five to seven people that make it to the last round I'll, I'll yeah. do uh, Skype interviews with basically. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So generally my first pass on the review section come I've usually got 10 mm-hmm. or less around. Sometimes it'll be a bit more and then I'll just quickly go through those last 12 and then pick like a, you know, if it's maybe try and just whittle it down. So I've got less than 10 and then I do the same thing. That's when I reach out them with a manual email. A lot of the time I'll ask a specific question about their, cause that's not so hard writing 10 emails. You right. Know? So they've got to be a couple of questions and then they might reply and then I might filter it down again. But so, so that our next stage has been a test task even before I, um, even I get, before I get on a call now. And, but that, this depends highly on the, uh, on the role. Like if you've got a sp- mm-hmm. designing the task is like a whole thing in itself. Right. I remember when I first hired a VA, um, so we hired a couple of WordPress developers first. That was fine. You know, we got them to build a page or something, you know, it was like, here's a sure. design, create it and be the builder. And then you just judge how they've done it, you know, and or like, here's our, right. here's our requirement sheet of how, where we put CSS, you know, we try not to use inline. We try to put it at the page level. You, you send them all that information and see what they've done. Here's our yeah. guidelines, build the page. Uh, with a first quality assurance person, we got a website that we'd built for a client duplicated it took the logo off and everything and broke it in like 10 ways or 20 ways <laughs> or something and gave them our QA list and said make like here's all the things we check before we make a website live and his Trello we used Trello at the time go and put in cards for all the items that for everything that needs to be fixed uh, oh, nice yeah and then we just scored them on how many they found and some people found things that were broken that we didn't know were broken and it was like holy shit like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and that, you know, and that people really stood out and the key though, like 
I really hate people to asking people to do tasks without getting paid. So we always pay. You know, oh, we'll, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I wanted like, as you're saying this, I'm like, well, make sure you that you are paying them. Like, yeah. I, yeah. It's also like, yeah, a little bit of extra work there, but like, you know, they're, they're doing you a favor and yeah. it's not. Yeah. So you uh, might as well pay them for yeah. it. You know, and it can be anywhere between sort of two to five hours work. Like we've done up to six and, you know, that, so that can cost you a fair bit. If you get five people doing a test task at, you know, 25 bucks an hour and it's five hours each, that can cost a bit, but I think in the long sure. run, it's totally worth right. It. And if it helps you find the right candidate, like mm. I know, like, you know, like there could be someone who like looked really good on paper, mm. but like after you've done the test, you're like, oh, okay, this person, other person who I wasn't necessarily thinking uh, as highly of, they stand mm. out and yeah. that makes it all worth it because you're going to be 100%. working with this person every day um, mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future. So yeah, it's yeah. like the, having a test some initial project with mm-hmm. a very narrow closed scope, like you said, for that's yeah. just, that's just a few hours. It'll cost you a little bit, but it's just, it's so worth it. Yeah. hundred percent. And writing content writers are fairly easy too. Cause it's just like write a thousand word yeah. post on this and you give them all the same thing. Here's our style guide. You know, you've got to have something yeah. for them to follow. Uh, yeah, oh, and absolutely. Then- yeah. What I, what I typically do is like, I'll give them the same exact content brief. Here's mm-hmm. my outline write me an article that's like, like you said, a thousand words um, and give it to, and give it to me and I'll take a look. We only allow formatting like H1 bullet points, uh, URLs, and here's how to mark a block quote if you want to put in a block quote because Google Docs doesn't support block quotes. And then you get people mm-hmm. that have like highlighted red and all this other shit formatting in their posts. You're like, nope, 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 nope. You know, so that's just designing the task is a whole, we could talk about all, you know, that depends yeah. so much on the role. But, um, you know, a lot, a lot of them is fairly s- simple. You know, if it's design, you're going to, des- like, here's our style guide, create a blog post graphic, some shit, you know? Um, yeah. So I think that's really critical. You you do that, but you, right? But you said you hired several people for a lot longer project, was it? Oh, no. So, like, for, when, like, yeah, if I'm, like, hiring for a VA or content, I same kind of process as you, I will make one very narrow scope okay couple hour project and I pay, I'll hire like three to five people, give them the same exact project and whoever does it the best, most efficiently, mm-hmm. um, uh, is the person I typically end up hiring. Boom. Any, any tips for after you've hired the person? <laughs> um, after you've hired the person, um, well, I, it's, uh, I care very much about documentation and making sure you're doing everything right. So uh, bringing on a new person should be the same process, whether you've done it like once, twice, or a thousand times, um, have documentation just for you for like, what does this person need to succeed in the role? Um, where, what's, do you have documentation for what their, like what their first projects are going to be like on day one, mm-hmm. uh, week one, month one, um, uh, what are their expectations? Like, if you, are you going to have KPIs for their role? Um, having all of that figured out before their first day is very important. Yeah, um, so like, yeah, having that all set is important. Um, so I have a lot of documentation that's just facing me with like a checklist of, okay, I have a new person starting soon. What do I need to have in place before they come on? Mm-hmm. If it's a new role that I haven't hired anyone for, then I have to create some documentation from scratch. If it's someone in a, adding to a role that, uh, that I've already hired for in the past, hopefully mm-hmm. I've got some good documentation and processes there. Yeah. But to, to get everything kicked off and up and running well, it's 
I think it's super important to like set expectations. Um, also important, I think is like, let it like, like having, uh, letting them know, like at the end of 60 days, let's say there's going to be a performance review. Here are the metrics that I'm looking for. Here's the things that I want you to be able to do by the end of 60 days, by the end of two months. And so nice. now we know what our goals are that we're going to hopefully get to. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, also like as you know, an incentive here, like, like we, we hire you at this rate, um, you know, based on these metrics and this rubric, uh, there may be opportunity for, uh, increasing your salary at the end of this 60 day review, oh, like, like in, in case, in case, you know, like we, like, like maybe you're, you're a star player and I want you to be compensated like the star player that you are yeah. here is what like, yeah. And so like, you've got these goals for what you want this person in the role to do. If they do it all amazingly well, then great. And importantly, they know what their goals are. You've laid it all out for them and there's complete transparency about that. Yep. That's awesome. I like that. Just wait, you're way above where I am. I've, I've kind of been winging it. I mean, we haven't hired that many people <laughs> recently, um, you know, but it, it, the first time it was creating a process like, okay, what have I got to do? I got to invite them to Slack and to one password. I've got to send them an email about how to submit their invoices or their timesheets mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Um, you know, we use Airtable for that. They submit every two weeks and I just, cause I, then I can generate a CSV that I suck into transfer wise to, to um, pay them all. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that, that, that's absolutely important too. Yeah. Like, cause you, yeah, you need the in the, yeah, the invites to Slack, the con, yeah, their contract, mm. their DocuSign or whatever it is for yeah. their confidentiality and non-disclosure and, and non-compete and yeah. all that stuff or whatever. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, and, and actually something that worked well for my last onboarding, because this wasn't a very process-oriented one, customer support, because people ask mm. so many different questions. Uh, what I ended up doing was uh, just recording. So we were, at first, I was trying to do like Zoom calls. So I do mm -hmm. literally for like, I just answer all the support questions in a day while they watched me and they could ask questions. <laughs> Why did I say that? Why do I do whatever? Um, after that, it became because time zones were hard to line up. I just recorded like half yeah. hour looms of that, of what, how I was answering. And I'd talk through why I was doing things a certain way. Um, and that actually worked pretty well. It was like, you know, they started out as half hour and then she'd reply with like short and they got shorter and shorter and shorter over about a month. And then she was on her own. And then we brought on someone else and she just taught her, taught him hundred percent. Like I didn't need to get involved. It was unreal. So that, that awesome. works really well for a non-process oriented role. Mm -hmm. Just that I'd throw yeah, that in. And I, actually that, that was something that I did for, for the, my first hire as well. Like I, yeah, I, Basically, I created videos where I just talked through me going through the processes. I didn't necessarily have like extensive documentation. I had like a little checklist that had like a few items, but like you, you couldn't figure out the entire process just by looking at the checklist, but yeah. there would be an accompanying like loom video of me walking through everything and narrating why I do what I do at, at certain yep. stages and why the, and the reasons I do it. And so that's like, that's mm. easy that they can understand and they can, you know, let me know if they have questions about it and then go from there. And so, oh, yeah, yeah, nice. And the why you just hit it there. Like the why is so important, like talking through why you do something. Cause if someone's mm. just told do X, Y, Z, you're like treating them like a robot, you know, if, if they've got why, if they know why, then they can make suggestions and be like, Oh, if this is the goal, then why don't we do it this way? Like, and actually encouraging that. <laughs> 
anyway, this this we're getting into like team culture at this point. Um, and I'm gonna have to wrap this up because I got I got places to be, Andy. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I'd love to talk right. about this all day because uh, obviously you've got this process dialed, and it's you know I love how like effective hiring when you hire good people it just it's so life-changing as we've discussed is there anything you'd like to cover before we wrap it up uh i think we covered everything i want to make sure you get your train or wherever you got to get going so (laughs) no no no, um, i'm good i'm not i got i got a little while (laughs) um but let's just finish up though like where can people go to find out more about you and you know, this is so such a different topic than what you do. I'd like you to talk about Postaga just for a little bit. Sure. So yeah, like the reason I've dialed in a hiring process is for my business, Postaga. That's P-O-S-T-A-G-A uh, dot com. And our business is we have a software that helps you with cold outreach specifically for things like link building to help you get your content to rank better in search to uh, help you get press coverage, uh, connect with podcasters, connect with bloggers and get uh, write-ups about uh, in in prominent blogs in your space about your business um, as well as find uh, sales lead opportunities and uh, affiliates and partnership opportunities as well. And so Mm -hmm. our platform helps you prospect to find the right people uh, to find their email addresses and build and send email sequences uh, right. and follow-ups to them. And part of our business has a service done for you component. And uh, more recently, I've been hiring people for that team uh, ah. for doing outreach for businesses. So That's awesome. I might, um, have to, I might have to hit you up for that. Um, yeah. Much needed service. Totally get it. Um, yeah. Cool, man. Well, Thank you very much for sharing. If you guys uh, want to get some of these resources, uh, I'll link up my job postings and questions that I ask people, um, as well as any, like, obviously links to Postaga. Um, If you think of any resources later, Andy, let me know. We'll drop that all in the notes. I've got... Sorry, I've got okay. a guest post for you about this. Oh, you do too. Yeah, well, and I'll hopefully we'll get that live uh, before and we'll get that up. And I'll also link to my first ever post on Content Snare about my, my uh, about, sorry, about my process. Um, better take a note of that. So yeah, that's it. Um, Andy, man, this has been such an amazing chat. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Jimmy. It was a lot of fun. Um, I don't normally stay up until 10.30 at night to do podcasts, <laughs> but this is... For you, absolutely. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, and yeah, like, God, how, how good are time zones? So good, especially with Australians. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, thank you again for listening. If you've enjoyed this, please share it with someone you think will get something out of it. Uh, again, all the notes are at agencyhighway.com slash 138, 138. That's it. And I'll see you in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.